Hello there again, everyone, and welcome back to the Story Vault. This place gets stranger and stranger every day. I It never even stays in the same place. Like, last time I came to you guys, it was in one location, and now I... I had to, I had to search for it. I, I actually received a, a note pushed under my door in the middle of the night. I saw it the next day and told me to, <laughs> told me to show up here of all places. This is a clearing in the woods and, uh, <laughs> but looking at a rock face, it seems right now and Yep, there it is. There's there's this week's story. Never figure out how the vault knows what stories to choose every time. Anyway, let's see what we've got. What? What? That that's not possible. How did how did this get here? The vault knows more about me than I know about it, that's for sure. Seems like this week's story is one of my own originals. <laughs> oh, this one. It's one of the first ones I ever actually completed. Hmm. Well, I don't know what's so special about this story, why the vault would consider it so important, but I have learned not to argue. Just do as I'm bid to do, so let's just sit down and ready to get started with this one. The Leprechaun Wish. Seriously nostalgic. I don't know what is going on, but we'll see what happens. It seems like it wants me to go inside this time as well. And no, I did previously, but this time it'll be a little different because this one is, if nothing else, a bit more personal. Anyway, everyone, let's take a deep breath as we open the story vault. <laughs> The warm sun shone down on Angus as he strode down the wide cobblestone street. He didn't have anything pressing to accomplish on this beautiful summer day. The Emerald Isle certainly was picturesque. As he walked toward the market, he pondered yet again the old story his grandfather had told him. I know the rest of the world says we're all crazy, but I know the truth, he would say, his thick Irish brogue resonating in Angus's mind. I've seen one of the wee folk with these very eyes, a flesh-and-blood leprechaun as sure as I'm standing here. Many of the other grown-ups in the village thought Angus's grandfather was crazy as well. Angus was one of the only ones who believed him. If you manage to catch one, you can command from it one wish, but one wish only, the old man would say. But you must be on your guard if ever you catch one, for the creatures can be devilishly tricky little blighters when they have a mind to be. That's how the little fellow got away from me all those years ago. As Angus continued the long trek to the market, he contemplated what sort of trap he would set next. 
He had been trying to capture a leprechaun for many months after his grandfather had told him the story. He had learned that leprechauns are attracted to bright, shiny objects. A gem or a polished stone was prime bait. Angus had tried many different objects. A shiny silver penny, a glassy smooth black river stone, a piece of blue glass, and even a small mirror. Nothing seemed to work. Angus would go out after every storm and find the rainbow, then set his trap and leave it. He would return to find it empty, his trinket exactly as he had left it. His grandfather told him that the diamond was the best. As Angus neared the market, he thought about how he could possibly get his hands on a diamond. He couldn't think of a single solution. His family was not rich, and as far as he knew, there was not a single gem in the entire house, let alone a diamond. Angus had now arrived at the vegetable stall in the market square. He quickly purchased the vegetables his mother had requested and then turned to leave. Tanya, the owner of the stall, stopped him with a hand on his arm. You're coming to the St. Patrick's Day Festival tomorrow, right, Angus? She asked him. I'm going to be there, Tanya, don't you worry, he replied. With that, he turned back down the road and began whistling jauntily as he strode toward home. Later, after Angus's mother and father had gone to bed, his grandfather called him to his side. Listen now, boy, he said, sitting up in the old bed and leaning back against the wall. I know you've been trying to find one of those rascals ever since I told you the story, now aren't you? Angus looked at his grandfather, dumbfounded. He had never told anybody how he was secretly hoping to capture a leprechaun. Oh, don't look so surprised, boy, his grandfather said, nodding his grey head. You're my grandson, and I knew some day you would try to find one of the rascals just as I did. I think I have the very bait you've been looking for, he said. Angus watched with wide eyes as his grandfather pulled a gold chain from under his shirt. He let the chain dangle in front of Angus's eyes, swinging it slowly. Back and forth, Angus stared at it in awestruck amazement. Attached to the end of the long gold chain was a small butterfly apparently also made of gold. And wonder of wonders. The eyes of the butterfly were made from two small gleaming diamonds. I've been saving this for you, Angus, he said, looking up into his grandson's face. If there's a leprechaun alive that can resist this jewel, then I'm a cabbage. The word is a storm is brewing up tonight, so tomorrow should be pouring down rain. When the storm stops, you find the rainbow. Take this and wait quietly, he said with a wink. The two of us will catch one of those rascals yet. The next day, the storm came in all its fury and went on for over three hours. Needless to say, the festival was cancelled, much to the town's disappointment. Later, Angus disappeared outside and saw the long, curving shape of the rainbow arching above the trees. He yelled back into the house to tell his grandfather where he was going, and he was off, running straight for the woods. After about half an hour, he emerged into a large, green, sunlit meadow. The rainbow arched down just inside the meadow. Angus carried a small square cage in his arms. The cage door was spring-loaded. He simply placed it at the foot of the rainbow and laid the necklace inside to weigh down the door. He made sure to leave only the barest edge of the necklace touching the door. That way, the creature would have to venture completely inside the cage to get his treasure. Then he retreated several paces back to the edge of the meadow. Angus knew that the story of leprechauns turning invisible to avoid detection was just a myth. His grandfather had told him that it just seemed as if they did when they ducked down below the grass. He didn't have to wait long for something to happen. After only about fifteen minutes, he heard soft pattering sounds coming towards him through the meadow. The boy watched the cage intently, waiting for something to appear. 
Suddenly, a small creature shot up from the long grass. If Angus hadn't been watching the cage, he would have missed it. And even then, if the sunlight hadn't caught the creature's bright bronze buckle, he would have missed him because the creature was dressed entirely in bright green. He stood only about three inches tall, and the bright sunlight sparkled off the minuscule brass buttons of his vest. Angus watched as he slowly and carefully made his way towards the necklace. It was clear that the creature could see the necklace was inside a cage, and therefore it was a trap. All the same, the little fellow continued to carefully inch his way towards the cage door. Before he crossed the threshold, he glanced back and forth several times between the necklace and the open meadow. Finally, the creature backed up several steps and made a running tackle for the necklace. Unfortunately for him, in his haste, he tripped over the threshold and went sprawling into the cage. With a snap, the door clanged shut. Angus jumped up with a shout and ran over to kneel next to the cage. He peered in at his diminutive captive. He could see the creature wore a huge hat on his head and a pair of small pointed boots on his feet. His pinched face was covered with a short pointed beard. The creature had its small pointed face pressed hard against the bars, and he glared at Angus through slitted golden eyes. That there was a nasty trick, young sir, so it was, the creature said in a surprisingly gruff voice. I say again, it was a nasty trick. Lowering poor old Brogan all across that yonder meadow just to shut him up in this here box. Angus addressed the creature. I want my wish, and then I'll let you go free, he said. He knew that after his wish was granted, the leprechaun could not come back to get his revenge. When Brogan heard these words, he went into a frenzy. He threw himself frantically into the sides of the cage, trying to tip it over. He shouted and cursed the boy for a thief. The leprechaun scolded, he begged, he pleaded, he threatened, he insulted, he coaxed and he teased, but nothing he would make but nothing he said would make Angus release him. Finally, Brogan spoke in a quiet and calm voice. What is your wish, you scoundrel? The leprechaun asked him. Let me hear it so I may be done with you for the rest of my born days. Angus thought for a moment. He needed something that would prove leprechauns did exist. That way, people would not think his family was crazy. I want a way to be able to see you leprechauns, he said. Grumbling and muttering, Brogan reached into his waist pouch and withdrew a regular-sized snow globe. All that could be seen within the globe were white mists. Whoever shakes this globe will see the leprechaun that is closest to him, Brogan said. But if that person tries to follow the globe and find us, we'll sense it coming and vanish before you can say, Shamrock. Brogan passed the globe between the bars of the cage. It shrank to fit through the metal bars and then grew on the other side. Thank you, Brogan, Angus said. You may keep the necklace. It is your reward if you want it. The small creature's eyes grew wide with astonishment. Do you really mean that, sir? He asked in an awestruck voice. Do you mean I could take this pretty shiny necklace back with me and keep it forever in a day? Yes, Angus replied. The small creature's wrinkled face split into a wide grin. Thank you with all of my heart, dear sir. I am much obliged to you. I hope you didn't come to offense for any of those things I said about you. I'm sorry with all of my being. It's all gold in the pocket to me now. Good, Angus said with a smile. If ever you need a favor, just call on me. You have my word. I will not hurt you. With a quick flick of his wrist, he opened the cage door and Brogan shot off across the meadow. Then Angus turned, knelt, and tucked the globe under his coat. Then he gathered the box into his arms, 
turned, and ran back to the house as fast as he could. The end. Oh, oh. what a story that one is. I, I remember doing that when I was oh, so much younger before before the vault and before any of this. Listen to me, I sound old. <laughs> oh, leprechauns. Yeah, they've always been a favorite of mine, and this particular story has stuck with me over the years. I don't know what it is about mythical creatures. They're just always so fascinating to me. So interesting, so so different from what we are. But then again, everyone is always fascinated by the strange and the different, the unexplained. <laughs> Can't help thinking that this vault knows me better than I know myself sometimes. But once again, all I can do is watch and learn <laughs> and wait see what might happen next. Now that I'm done here, I've got to figure a way back to the house. Mm. With that ending, that marks the end of the story for this week. So thank you all who joined in. Don't forget to share this with your friends. And don't forget to join me next week, the next time that we open the Story Vault.